Throughout the course of the last few years, Washington College students have taken upon themselves to help further cultivate and develop a strong, diverse, and inclusive campus environment, helping to celebrate and empower all students of all backgrounds and identities. For the student-led organization Disability Rights, Education, Activism, and Mentoring, or DREAM, it is continuing to provide an advocate for students with disabilities on campus, not only to be seen and heard, but to help educate and inform the surrounding community of the importance of disability access both on and off the college campus. Today, I will be talking with College Disability Access Specialist Liz Shirk about the concepts behind ability and disability, the significance behind DREAM, and what students across campus can do to help spread a diverse and inclusive culture at the college. I'm your host, Olivia Montez, and this is Washington College Weekly. Today's guest is Disability Access Specialist Liz Shirk. Liz, welcome to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. So how would you describe your position and your roles as the Disability Access Specialist on the Washington College campus? So my role is to be the liaison between students and faculty or staff, basically a resource for all disability-related questions for the campus community. Mainly what I do is meet with students with disabilities, and we go through an interactive process to determine what barriers they may be experiencing to their education and to provide equitable access to all programs and services at Washington College for those students and remove those barriers. So how would you define the word or concepts behind ability and disability? And prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, how were the aspects of ability and disability acknowledged or discussed at the college? There are many models and definitions of disability. The ADA defines disability as uh, substantially limiting a major life activity, but a disability, I guess in my opinion, doesn't really possess an obvious definition. The social model of disability says that people are disabled by barriers in society, not by their impairment or their difference. Uh, Barriers can be physical, like maybe buildings not having an accessible entrance or accessible bathroom, things like that. And then the medical model regards disability as maybe a deficit, something that must be cured. A disabled person is disadvantaged in some way. But in contrast, the social model understands disability as a relation between the individual, and their social environment. Back in, I think, 2001, maybe, the World Health Organization's social model, it identifies the systemic barriers, negative attitudes, exclusion by society, being a contributing factor in disabling people. The model promotes the notion that while there may be individual functional limitations or impairments, we don't need to lead to disability unless society fails to take account of and include people, regardless of their individual differences. How has the COVID-19 pandemic affected people with disabilities throughout the past year, especially on college campuses such as WAC? Basically, it's an individual experience. So understanding that individual's experience and how can best support that person. And then when the pandemic hit, our office, in conjunction with faculty and others in the community, took a really a proactive approach to talk about anticipating what barriers might come into play, might expose themselves when we're all going to this online environment. Faculty were reaching out to me at the same time I was preparing and, and sending out information to them about how to make sure that their classrooms were 
continuing to be accessible for all students, not just students with disabilities. And then going back to kind of your definition and compatibility and disability, I just want to mention this. Basically, the way we think about it in our office is we like to go by the spirit of the ADA. We try to follow the spirit, not the letter of the law, because sometimes the law can be intentionally vague. And we want the environment to be accessible for everyone because it benefits everybody, not just students with disabilities. With the recent announcement of the college becoming a four-year residency, how will this impact currently enrolled and or potential incoming students with disabilities alike? Really, honestly, nothing for our office and what we do is really going to change. This will remain as it is now an individual process. Each request is considered on an individual basis, considered based on that person's disability and through an interactive process, finding out how they can best be accommodated in housing, you know, whatever it may be, a single or access to a kitchen or an elevator. So we still will go through that interactive process. So how would you describe the purpose and mission of DREAM on the Washington College campus and what it ultimately strives to make the administration, student body, and campus community aware of? So it was really student-led, students wanting to see DREAM become a reality. And DREAM can really be anything the students want it to be. It's really dependent on who's involved at the time. So initially, we became a student interest group. They're in the process of becoming a club. The purpose of DREAM is to increase and celebrate disability culture, disability awareness, promote ways for campus inclusion, and it was just something that the students wanted to have come to fruition. So with me and the exec board, we had some interest meetings at first and just wanted to see who, you know, who else on campus might be interested, and we had a really great response, so we were able to continue it. And we've done some programming, like within the first year, we had a TED Talk where each member of the exec board picked a different TED Talk that they thought was relevant back in October for the National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And then we had a discussion after each TED Talk. There was a newsletter that was published. And in the there's a new exec board now, and they're working on ways to engage and for the semester and going forward, becoming a club. Really, like I said, most about what the students are interested in. It's very open to addressing the topics that they're passionate about, whether they want it to just be celebration, inclusion, awareness, or if they want it to be a support group, if they want to have weekly meetings, supporting other students, um, it's very open. What other or additional initiatives has the college implemented to make students with disabilities feel included and acknowledged on campus? And what changes do you feel still need to be made and how do you believe that could be accomplished? Yeah, a great question and something that again is, you know, I keep saying this, very individual because what to do to make someone feel included really differs between each person. So again, it's an individual approach, but, um, you know, for instance, something just like people or person first versus identity first language. Some prefer to be referred to as a person with a disability versus a disabled person. And the best thing we can do is really leave it open um, for people to share their experience and their story and because it can be part of who they are. And so our initiatives want to be basically being open and listening and including voices of everyone. One thing, though, a couple of years ago, our office structure changed and it was with students with disabilities in mind. The director of the office used to be 
the director of an office where she had to oversee the entire Office of Academic Skills in addition to her responsibilities of meeting with students. So the structure of the office changed where now the role is just dedicated solely to working with students with disabilities instead of having those other responsibilities as well. So that was one initiative. Universal design is more incorporated. The Center for Teaching and Learning on campus for faculty, they offer resources and trainings on incorporating concepts on universal design and learning into classrooms, things that benefit all students. But overall, the purpose of a small school like Washington College, I think, is to get individual attention, really regardless of whether you have a disability or not. We don't really take specific initiatives. We try to build more of a culture. So it's a lot of little things and adjusting as we go and as we learn about each student's experience. So our goal is really for everybody to have that individual approach. With the additional announcement concerning the presidential search, what do you hope will be kept in mind when concerning residents with disabilities? I don't necessarily think something needs to change necessarily unless students come to me and tell me that. I think recognizing that disability is a part of diversity, which is very supported by the administration. And I think that's just something that we need to continue to celebrate and incorporate and include everybody's voice. And ultimately, how can WAC students help further advocate for changes for inclusion, protection, and acknowledgement for all students, regardless of ability or disability? Yeah, absolutely. I think continuing to speak up as they are already doing. I was just recently invited to a Senate meeting as some students were voicing concern about testing accommodations. And they reached out to me because if I didn't know that the problem existed, it'd be difficult to address. So just continuing that outreach to administration, to our office, to you know who they think needs to know, because we want to know what's going on. You know, if we're not being told by students, we don't no. So continuing that and joining DREAM. You don't have to be a student with a disability to be part of the group and the more voices the better. And like I was saying before, difficult to fix an issue that we're not aware of. I think a lot of times students, and it's a good thing, are trying to be self-advocates. You know, they, they're going to reach out when they need help and that's wonderful. But a student trying to maybe work out a problem for themselves. But when a student is experiencing a barrier or a friend sees a student experiencing that barrier, they should encourage them to say, you know, it's great. You're trying to manage this on your own, but make sure you're reaching out to the different offices for help and for resources. And this is why the Disability Services is part of the Office of Academic Skills because there are lots of different resources in that office alone that we can help students and help them find you know, what it is that they need. So reminding students if they're having an issue, even if they can resolve it, making sure that we're aware because we can then help another student who might be dealing with that same issue that we didn't know about. You know, just speaking up not just with other students, but making sure to come to our office. We can help in any way. And we always say we have an open door, even though we're on the quiet floor of the library and we have to actually keep the door closed. We like, in theory, the door is open. Please come in. And I know, obviously, right now we're not there, but we will be again soon, but we're available in lots of other ways to listen and just to have open ears, listen to your concerns, make sure we're addressing them. Well, Liz, thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate your insight. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. As of the premiere of this episode, DREAM is still waiting to be registered as an on-campus club, but all WAC students are still encouraged to join in the meantime. According to the statement made on the associated page on campus groups, DREAM is, quote, 
charged with the mission of advancing the interests of students with disabilities. Anne strives to, in addition for advocating for, quote, student rights, increased accessibility, social and policy change, aims to provide support and mentorship to disability groups and individual students, empowering the campus community to support awareness and change alike. If you are interested in joining or learning more about the club, be sure to contact Liz Shirk for more information. If you or someone you know requires access, accommodations, support, or additional information, please be sure to contact the Disability Services at the Office of Academic Skills at aos at washcall.edu or call 410-778-7860 for assistance. To make an appointment, refer to the Disability Services page on the Washington College website. This has been Washington College Weekly. I'm your host, Olivia Montez, and I will see you next week.